Hi guys, welcome back to Enlightened and Annoyed with Alice Saltzman. Today I will be speaking to you about fearlessness, uh, dissolving fear and embracing change. I will be speaking to you about the hand mudra abhaya. A mudra is a seal and the hand mudra that is one of the hands on Nataraja dancing Shiva is in abhaya. Abhaya means pressing fear away. So I'll be speaking to you about one of his hands. I'll tell you about all of his hands, but that's what I'm going to focus on, pressing fear away. I'm also going to be giving you a recipe for a drink that has frozen strawberries, watermelon, lime, and aloe in it. And the reason I'm going to focus on the strawberries is because strawberries help us to relieve anxiety, which will entail let you feel a little bit more calmer. And that's what's going to help us to not feel so much fear. With that being said, you're listening to Alice Saltzman. My website is atawithalice.com. A-T-H-A with Alice.com. Ata means right here, right now, with Alice.com. Let's begin with fearlessness. Well, fear is basically one of our silent killers, as far as I'm concerned. If you live in fear, you are not only anxious and in a panic or in a fight or flight mode a good part of the time, but you're wasting energy and you're creating discomfort in your body, in your mind. Fear also can actually help to boost uh, injury. It could help to boost um disease in the body. If we're walking around in a constant state of fear or anxiety or panic, we're depleting our adrenals. When the body is stressed and always like in that fight or flight state, disease can start to um, start to grow. Uh, cancer, heart disease, um, hypertension, we want to release the fear. We want to learn how to calm the mind, reduce anxiety, basically learn how to not be afraid to do, to do things that scare us. There's a book by Susan Jeffers called Feel the Fear and Do It Anyway. You know, it's like you ever have a teacher or a friend or an older sibling or a boss say, you can't do that. And you took their word as gospel and you never tried it because they said you couldn't do it. For years, I mean, I, I have been practicing the art of being an actress and I have had mm, at least a half a dozen agents or casting directors tell me, you suck, don't ever come back into my office again. And the next day went back out on another casting or another audition. Um, I've had teachers, principals tell me, you'll never amount to anything. You're, you're not that great. You know, you can't do that. And I went out and tried to do it anyway. Um, we've all had somebody tell us or put us down in some way because they didn't think we were good enough or they didn't think we were smart enough to do the job that we were either hired to do or the class that we were trying to pass because we struggled. Well, some of us don't learn as quick as others, and some of us just need a little more nurturing or caring, um, you know, or time to get there. If you have a passion for something, 
and it keeps coming up that you have this passion to do something that somebody says you can't do because there's no way you could do that. I mean, like I said, I wanted to be an actress. And my mother and father were like, no, 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 get a degree. I got degrees in social work, became a psychotherapist. I got a bachelor's and a master's. I had this, you know, corporate job in Manhattan, which I spoke about in my last podcast. And I'll never forget the day I decided in my cubicle, I can't do this for another second. I'm quitting my job. And I went to the VP and I said, I can't do this anymore. I'm giving my notice. I'm going back to teaching medical students. I'm going to go back to being a bartender, waitress, and I'm going back to acting school. And he said to me, you are going to starve. You're going to, you're going to be homeless. You're never going to have a place to live. And I was like, you know what? That's fine. I'm giving up these pantyhose and this suit and this corporate life, getting out of this box, and I'm going to do my thing. And I did. And yeah, the times were hard. There were times when, you know, I was eating beans for a long time, and sometimes it was a struggle. But you know what? I did not want to live a life that made me miserable. And I think part of fear is, um, is the fact that we don't think we can, I think it's ignorance. I think that a lot of us are so, um, un, like we're not even aware that we can figure out a way. And I, I, may, I don't want to say ignorance in a bad way. Uh, I just want you guys to understand that sometimes it's lack of knowledge that prevents us from moving forward. In yoga, um, we have a uh, an old um, book that probably was written a couple thousand years ago called the Yoga Sutras. And the Yoga Sutras just describe Kriya Araji Yoga, which is basically means royal or it means meditation. And in the Yoga Sutras, Pantanjali, the person who scribed the Yoga Sutras, outlines five obstacles that prevent us from actually uh, achieving true freedom in this lifetime. Um, and they're called kleshas. And the first klesha is called avidya. Avidya basically means no vision. So vidya, say video vision, avidya, no vision. Basically, it's ignorance. It's an obstacle that prevents us from achieving our true freedom. One of my teachers would say, okay, out of the, fir the first out of the five, he would use avidya as the thumb. What does the thumb do? It pushes things down. It presses things down. So ignorance, ignorance is dangerous. It holds us back. This is why we get education. This is why we study. This is why we learn to do something that we're inspired to do. So we can do something that makes us happier or that, you know, inspires us or that, you know, basically lights us up. I say this all the time. What do you want? What makes you, what will make you happy? What lights you up? What could you think of that inspires you to do something in this lifetime that will actually make you thrilled to be alive at this point right here, right now. So this particular glacier, the first one, avidya, ignorance, it's the first of five. I'm going to tell you all five, but the first and the last are to me the most powerful. The last is the most powerful. The second glacier that Pantanjali speaks about is asmita, the ego, and that's the pointer finger. And the 
the ego is full of shit, okay? It's, it, you know, and what does the pointer finger do? It points at everybody else. Everybody else is wrong or right and, we, you know, whatever. It's never us. It's, you know, we, we don't know what's going on or they don't know what's going on. The ego is constantly, you know, giving us bad information. We have to crush the ego. So the last three obstacles, these last three clashes that prevent us from, you know, achieving our freedom, the third one is basically attachments. Um, so these attachments that uh, we get attached to, it's the middle finger and attachments say, um, we, we get attached to our stuff. And when our stuff gets taken away, we get annoyed. We're angry. These attachments that, we, you know, it's our stuff, our cars, our clothes, our, our cool things that we have. We can't take our stuff with us. So the attachments that, you know, this, this, it's just stuff. It's just stuff. And that is the third kalatia. The fourth kalatia, devatia, uh, hatreds, diver aversions, hatreds and aversions. That is the ring finger. So anyway, attachments, that middle finger, that's what was supposed to be given to our attachments. The, the ring finger, devatia, is hatreds, um, dislikes. Um, so the ring finger, very fine line between love and hate, that engagement ring and wedding band is on that ring finger. And we've all seen beautiful marriages, some of them end in bitter, ugly divorces. So very fine line. And the last Klesha I want to speak about is Abini Vyesha, clinging to bodily life or fear of death, the most powerful fear of death, clinging to bodily life, that pathetic little pinky that hangs on for dear life. This is what every one of us, I mean, the reason in yoga philosophy, they say the reason we're so afraid of death is because we've experienced maybe a, a horrifying death before, something that was maybe awful, but it says that's why we're afraid. But there's, you know, it's, we're going to talk about this cycle. Remember I said I was going to talk to you about Nataraja, the the dancing king, you know, not to Russia. Shiva is the dancer, okay? He dances the universe into expansion, but he is also known as the destroyer. He destroys to make new again. So he's the destroyer. He has to destroy everything, and then he makes new again so we could rebuild. You're listening to Enlightened and Annoyed with Alice Saltzman. My website is atawithalice.com. A-T-H-A with Alice.com. So let me get back to dancing Shiva Nataraja. He basically dances the universe into expansion. He's usually shown in a giant ring of flames. So the flames that he is shown with, um, basically it's like the ring, that's like the cyclical pattern that we're all stuck in, birth, life, and death. And so it corresponds to reincarnation. Um, think of uh, samsara. Uh, samsara is like the karmic cycle. So he, he's just, he sees one more rhythm. It's like another rhythm, but he's unafraid of this wheel of fire. He's unafraid of the serpents that are draped around his neck. Um, the snakes are like metaphors um, within the yoga philosophy that, um, you know, the poison that the cobras carry are the toxic, toxic nature of avidya, the toxic nature of ignorance. Um, 
So avidya, misunderstanding ourselves other than something divine, other than something that the soul, according to yoga philosophy, just keeps coming back and back until we get it right and we don't have to come back anymore or we come back basically as a bodhisattva, somebody who's enlightened and decides to come back to the earth um, to help other living souls to other living yeah souls to kind of work on themselves so we just keep coming back it's this cycle 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 um so he's found um like he's found the remedy of to of that affliction to to gain the knowledge the enlightened knowledge that he carries in um the the flame in one of his palms so nataraja is shown with four arms okay in one hand, he's shown pressing fear away in abaya. Abaya is a mudra. It's the right hand, fingers stuck together, like very close together. And just think about giving somebody a high five. So your right hand and you, you high five them, you press your hand, basically extending that right arm, that is abaya, pressing fear away. In his left hand, he holds... Um, the flames of destruction and uh no so let's say his left hand this left hand he holds uh the damaru drum okay so in his left hand he holds the damaru drum the damaru drum represents uh, a drum that every time it beats uh it's another age in time so this drum beats very infrequently to us but in shiva's eyes and nataraja's eyes it dance it it goes quickly okay because he's bam 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 cycles of life are just going by and so that's in his left hand in his other right hand he may have the flames of destruction uh the flames again those flames that burn away everything that was once there so we could build new again and in his other left hand it represents the elephant's trunk, we'll say. And the elephant's trunk helps us to navigate our way through the field of ignorance. It takes us from the unreal to the real, from life to death, into death, uh, from death into life everlasting. So point being is that all of these things, they, they take everything out and then they, we're rebuilding just like where we are right here, right now. In this past year, not just here in America, but globally, so many things have changed. People around the world have had to learn how to work a new way, work with masks on. Some people have not gone back to work yet. Some of us have had to recreate ourselves, recreate jobs. Basically, why I'm doing this podcast is because I lost all my jobs and decided, well, I've got a lot of knowledge. Let me try to share some of it with you guys. I mean, we've all had to learn a new way of living. Some of us, you know, haven't been vaccinated yet. Some people have been vaccinated. Some of us are allowed to travel. Some of us are still in severe lockdown. We're not even allowed to go anywhere. You know, there are countries that are in big lockdown. Some of these places haven't, people have not gone back to work. In our country, we have gone back to some jobs. Some jobs are right now still non-existent. Why I'm saying is, is that because we have had to, t basically things have been torn down 86th and we're going to have to learn to rebuild in a whole new way. So 
clearing out everything that we knew that was what we th- what we thought was normal is no longer the norm. So to to not be afraid, to not live in fear. You could walk around or sit in your house for the rest of forever and think, "Oh my god, doom and gloom. If I go outside, I'm going to get this funky disease, blah blah blah. Oh my god, my life is over. I can't do this job anymore." Well, you know what? Now's your time. Study something online. What what is it that you love? What is it that would be like inspiring to you? There's so many opportunities now to take a gazillion classes online. A gazillion. There's Zoom, there's FaceTime, there's this, there's that. I mean, it's just unbelievable how much is at our fingertips. I remember having to go to the library and spend hours in the library and look up stuff in the Dewey Decimal System in order to study a freaking like one thing in a book and it would take me all day. I mean, we would have to take books and books out. Now, you don't even have to read. You can get books on tape. There's podcasts. There's YouTubes. So what inspires you? And what scares you? Do it anyway. What causes anxiety? Well, you know what? If, if you're really afraid of something that is not something that other people are afraid of, that's not going to harm you, that, you know, really, you know, again, if you're afraid of jumping out of a plane, that's one thing. But if you're afraid of going on a, a job interview or doing an interview on, you know, FaceTime on a computer, if you're afraid of changing your career, because you think you're too old or you're too fat or you're too thin or you're not interesting enough or you're not smart enough. Bullshit. It's all bullshit. It's just your own, you know, misconceptions. It's your own ignorance thinking that you're not good enough. You are good enough. And so, you know, it's an ongoing argument in my house because I sometimes look at jobs and I'm like, I could do that. And my husband's like, no, you can't. I'm like, yes, I can. I believe I can do anything. And again, so if I fail, if I stink at it, try, try again. I remember, you know, going, um, you know, to job interviews and not getting them. I've gone, like I told you, to castings and not got them. I've auditioned for teachers who I really wanted to get into their acting class and they said no. And, or I begged and got into that acting class and was in, and ended up in being in those acting classes forever. I mean, sometimes it's just a matter of somebody's opinion and somebody's going to say yes. Some door is going to open. So, Point being is that we, we, even though we're afraid, we should just keep doing it. I'm not saying be obnoxious um, and, you know, be so annoying that you're in somebody's face until they like want to slam the door in your face. But, you know, give it a shot and don't be afraid to try. Don't be afraid to try because we don't, you know, the ultimate, you know, death is the ultimate change and, and it takes many forms. But according to yoga philosophy, we're in this body, in this mind for just this time, but the soul reside, it goes on and it goes on and we come back again. We just go to another neighborhood, you know? So, um, you know, granted there's death and there's destruction of certain things, but then they could be rebuilt. So even though you're still alive here in this body, in this mind, the only constant is change and it is our job right now to change with what's going on right now so we can keep up you know the there's so much fear of change you know probably the biggest fear for people is moving to a new home changing jobs 
changing jobs, fear of changing uh, borders. Like uh, some people, some people pack up and move to other countries. What great courage, you know? And, and go back to times when people from Europe spent days and days on ships, crowded in ships, and ended up in Ellis Island. They left their countries for a better life here in the United States. I mean. But this, people go to all different countries and, you know, um, and, you know, so change, change is, has been around for generations. It will continue to be around. And, you know, so there's, there's no suffering if we embrace change because it's the only constant. It liberates us from suffering. It, you know, we need to destroy the old, allow the, which will allow something new to come in, which will allow something new to be created. And so Nataraja allows us and teaches us that we need to give ourselves the courage to be fearless, to navigate our way through the field of ignorance, to burn away the old so that we could create the new. Um, be brave. Be brave. And he's shown he's dancing. Um, not Taraji. You see him. One leg is up and one foot is standing on a tiny little dwarf. And the dwarf is like a cheeky little dwarf. And he's there to remind Nataraja, dancing Shiva, that um, not all humans are what they're cracked up to be. Because some, some humans can be really cheeky and underhanded and full of shit. So he... He does all of this, standing on one foot, dancing on one foot, reminding us that if he could do that and keep those people who may be the naysayers, who may be the people that are saying things that are negative, um, who's saying, you can't do that. I remember when I was going to open a restaurant, people were like, you can't open a restaurant. You don't know what the hell you're doing. Open the restaurant. Then I remember when we were going to sell the restaurant. You can't sell the restaurant. You're successful. Sold the restaurant. I remember when I said, I'm going to become a yoga teacher. People were like, you're not going to become a yoga teacher. I became a yoga teacher. Just know that we can do anything within reason that we set our minds to do with perseverance, study, and, you know, the ability to just not be afraid, you know, to free our hearts and our minds to just be open to whatever it is that, that you know, we embrace, that, we, that helps us to liberate ourselves so that we can escape this, this constant, like, we don't have to be stuck inside of a, uh, inside of a little cage, inside of a box that somebody decides that we should be in. You know, my parents told me to get a degree so that they were nervous that I would be an unsuccessful actress. And I, you know, don't, you need a degree. You need, it. well, you know what? I got those degrees and then I ended up hating my job and left my job with my degrees anyway. So, you know, it's, it's good to get education, but just because we have an education and something at one point in our life doesn't mean that that's what going to be, that's what we're going to be for the rest of our lives, or that's what is going to make us happy for the rest of our lives. Once again, you're listening to Enlightened and Annoyed with Alice Saltzman. AtaWithAlice.com is the website. Now I want to talk to you about a drink that's going to help to reduce anxiety. This drink is from one of the medical medium's life-changing foods books. It is a frozen strawberry watermelon lime aloe drink. And strawberries help to relieve anxiety. They um, contain iron, magnesium, zinc. Um, 
on an emotional level, they help to treat misconceptions. And remember earlier, I talked about misconceptions, um, you know, that avidya, like not, you know, the ignorance. So they help to reduce the ignorance. They help, you know, it's brain food. B12 enhancing. So that helps, that helps our brain to function more readily. They're good for heart health. It also, um, this recipe has watermelon. Watermelon is high in electric electrolytes. Um, again, uh, high in silica. Uh, it helps to restore the, jo the joints and bones and connective tissue with fluid. Um, you know, so, and also if you're easily afraid on an emotional level, watermelon helps on an emotional level, on an emotional level to treat us, to teach us not to be afraid. Lime, lemons and limes. Limes um, are, again, high in vitamin C, which almost everybody knows, but they're an ideal soother for people who may have been rattled by difficult news uh, or sadness or distress. So they have, so this drink has limes and um, it also has aloe. Now, aloe is been around for generations, thousands of years, ancient, ancient, ancient. Um, since ancient times inspires us to take a fresh look around, helps us to feel at peace with our surroundings. Um, and it's great. It's perfect for one who's gone, gone through transitions. Um, it's, it's a great anti-inflammatory. It's an antiviral. It soothes, cuts, and burns. But it's really great to take uh, a couple of teaspoons of this gel inside of your drink to help also if you're suffering from certain uh, physical ailments. Um, so really, really great if you suffer from uh, eczema, psoriasis, um, you know, all different things, cancers, heart health. Aloe is a great, a great um, plant and which again has been used for generations so this is the recipe. It is frozen strawberries, watermelon, lime, and aloe. And, you know, I don't, not going to tell you the amount of each. I like to put enough frozen strawberries in so it becomes like a slushy. And then I throw in my, um, my watermelon and I fill it to the top with watermelon and lime juice and aloe and I blend it up and so it's just it becomes like a frozen drink um and again it's it's a great drink the reason I'm speaking to you about this drink is because I believe this drink helps us to feel less fearful less less anxious this is what I spoke to you about today don't forget it is Avidia in ignorance prevents us from gaining the knowledge that we need to go forward and to have less fear, to not be fearful. I spoke to you about how fear can also create and wreak havoc in the body if we're constantly in a state of fear in that fight or flight mode, it is going to help increase illness or things that may make us sick and I spoke to you about Nataraja, who he basically uses that hand mudra, abaya, to press fear away. He's not afraid. And you learned a little bit about strawberries, watermelon, aloe, and lime juice. 
Thank you for listening. This is Alice signing off with Enlightened and Annoyed website, atawithalice.com. See you next time.